0: Welcome to an episode of The Artenders with Mac and Dan. I am Dan. He is Mac. Howdy. This is a wonderful art review podcast where we review all forms of art, movies, TV shows, music, albums, video games, perhaps books one day too. And this is in an effort. Why have we
1: not done a book yet? I don't know.
0: We just haven't. But this is in an effort to, you know, keep ourselves as artists Working. It's a totally selfish podcast, but you know, whatever the hell. We'll try to make it at least somewhat entertaining (laughs) for everybody.
1: Is it not? I mean, it's 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 mostly selfish, but at the same time, it's, it is, it uh, is. we are learning at the same pace that the audience is learning. We would like for them to learn things that we're learning.
0: That's true. That's true. And so then, you know, through the efforts of this show, we try to, you know, talk out our thoughts and our experiences. Which is and, a selfish thing. Uh, yes. Oh, for sure. You're, yes. correct. You're yeah, correct. Yeah, Screw yeah. Screw any other opinion. We only care about this bubble that we're living in.
1: Oh, man. And
0: speaking of this bubble that we're living in and completely selfish thoughts, I made a completely selfish pick for that us to consume this time you did that you did this time we are reviewing an original ori- wow oh no <laughs> i combined words <sighs> an original musical event soundtrack called the big game now the reason why we are doing the big game is because so for years and years i've been listening to the dan levitard show with stu gotts they were a radio show on ESPN formally for the longest time. Eventually, they left ESPN last year, and essentially they have their own podcast network, and they're still going strong and doing their own thing and, and are a part of DraftKings now. It's it's a whole thing, right? So an,
1: an empire, for sure. They well, are fantastic. And
0: they're building this empire yes, as we speak, yes. right? And Geniuses. so a few weeks after the Super Bowl in the year of our Lord 2022— they, I kid you not, put together a musical soundtrack, essentially, which is right. 11 songs, 33 minutes long in total, that you can listen to on Apple Music, Spotify, whatever. But yep. I have a lot of love for this particular podcast, The Dan Levitard Show with Stu Guys, because big reason, you know, Mac, as to why I really wanted to start this podcast was because of how much I enjoyed listening to them. And I was like... These are individuals who seem to love what they're doing, care a lot about what they're doing, and have a blast doing right. it right and I wanted to put myself artistically forward into something that I cared a lot about and like had and would have a good time doing it, hence yeah. why. You know, I, we both came up to each other and was like, let's start a podcast. Right. And that was like the big sort of, you know, uh, governor that was, you know, pushing me forward when it comes to
1: starting this whole shindig. Well, I, I feel like there were really two key moments in us starting a podcast for sure. And that we never really talked about this on the show. That's no, no not really. Not really. Yeah, OK, so, so I mean, the, the big two moments in my mind and you tell me if you have any others were the first one is me and you were in the car driving on the highway one day. And I talk about – I'm talking to this new girl who is still my current uh, girlfriend, Emma. And I'm talking to this new girl at the time, years ago. Gal. And this new gal. And uh, I am like, hey, could I send something to her real quick? And we make a voice memo that's like eight minutes long or something. Of just
0: pure content. Of
1: just – I mean, it felt like all – it wasn't all filler, but it like – it was relatively entertaining and – not only did she share it with like all of her family and friends and everything but like that became such a a such a thing we knew from then on there and,
0: that we had the goods we got the goods we dude. we
1: can definitely entertain for for as long as we need and was the um, second
0: reason that it was in the middle of the pandemic and we were bored out of our minds
1: uh no that i think that's that's definitely uh that definitely like threw us into it 100% but I was actually thinking of the Dan Levitard show uh, whenever me and you and Emma went to Disney World. That's right. That's a big thing. So yeah.
0: Mac and I uh, went to college together in Dallas, and during you know our junior year – me and him as well as his girlfriend yes I was third wheeling or she was third wheeling or maybe Mac was third wheeling I think I was third wheeling perhaps yeah well, Emma and I had a great fans. time we had a blast but so whenever I would drive the car I would force them to listen to this podcast because that is how I would stay awake it
1: wasn't through music it was through podcast how many hours straight do you think we listened to Dan uh, there was
0: one well when we were driving back I drove for eight hours and so we listened to eight hours straight of the Dan Levitard show with two gods. I
1: love that I think a collective 13 maybe
0: so let's get into this so boy. let's do it. So, you know, you don't consume this show the same way that I do. Right? You're this right. is a musical soundtrack album thing that's mostly about right the Super Bowl, right? That just occurred yeah. this year 2022 with the Rams, the, uh, the Los Angeles Rams against Cincinnati Bengals, right? right? And and part of it too as well as the, you know, the NFL and and the season as a whole as well. So, this is definitely the first time you heard of this and you listened to this without a doubt, Mac. Without a doubt. So, I mean, and you don't have as much of an affinity for the show as well. So, I'm I'm very interested to hear your thoughts. You know, with a much more naked eye as yeah. opposed to mine. Like, well, what were your impressions of this? Because this is not like any musical soundtrack, period. right? True,
1: true, true, true. I I, I would say uh, that I really had a struggle on the drive over here today, thinking to myself. Okay, am I going to be as blunt and as honest and straightforward as I want to be? I was like, well, you know, I think the audience deserves it. Oh, wow. Like, I I should be. I should be as as honest as I can possibly be. I'm terrified. And And so here's my honest opinion. I hated it. Wow! So much. Oh,
0: wow! I, Hold on, this is, is great news for the show. As much <laughs> as it pains my heart, this is fantastic news for because the show. Because you loved it. I think this is the first time ever in yes. the show where I have really enjoyed something and. You, I was, yeah, no, yeah yeah, yeah, and you despised it yeah. but like
1: there have been quite a few times where I've loved something and you've hated it and there's been plenty of times whenever we've agreed on things yeah but this, yeah and
0: this isn't like a folklore case where right. it's just like at least or like an, a Korra case where it felt like I was able to talk you a little bit more into my side right no I think the sense that I'm gleaning is that you just straight up hate this 100%
1: and, and this I, is something
0: that I showed as well
1: I'm <laughs> I'm sorry uh, I love Dan Levitard love Stu Gatz love the show um, love the podcast uh, I just, this specific wow. thing, I, I it's let's, so far let's, away. Let's from get me. into okay. that. Let's get
0: into that. Why do you, why do you so, hate this?
1: For quite a few reasons. The first one being this, it made me uncomfortable Okay. several times because it felt like it kind of a little bit took itself too seriously. I wish that they hadn't, uh like produced it as much. And I wish there were more punchlines. It was difficult for me because I was trying to figure out the entire time. Are they being serious? Because I like every time that I was like, no, they can't be. They can't be. I would listen a little further. and I'd be like, I think they're being serious about this because they would like auto tune people's voices to yeah, make cause them. Nobody like,
0: can sing. So what they're doing right. is that they're using the members and the producers right. and everybody. From the podcast, from the show, right? None of them are professional
1: singers. Yeah, not at all. But uh, I think that's when you, I think you either get professional singers, or if you want to have the people, don't auto tune them, make gotcha. it bad, lean so into it. So you thought it was overproduced? I thought it was well overproduced. for, for I mean, well, this is the thing. I thought it. It didn't know what production was supposed to be. And if serious. it was supposed to be serious, it was drastically underproduced. If it was supposed to be funny, it was drastically overproduced. And, the, and like, that that back and forth made me, like, kind of cringe sometimes uh-huh. because I'd be like, oh, this is funny. And then it would, like, it would feel like it was trying too hard. And I was like, oh, uh, no, no, no. And it just didn't feel like the show. It didn't feel like their show. Does that make any mm-hmm. sense? Or, like, I what I remember so. of in, the show. in
0: some in some capacity sure it feels yeah. like maybe an extension of it but 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 I, I see what you're saying right um, I, th- I do think it's very interesting because I felt that the overproduction right it's definitely overproduced right But you thought that
1: I was think, the funny part I thought that was funny sure sure because
0: at least for me my expectations were at the ground right right I had because in my mind I'm like there's no way this can be good
1: sure sure right? sure sure so I actually thought so, the yeah.
0: overproduction was to the benefit of
1: the quality the, of I think it. this is another huge huge important part of it like as a listener yeah were you able to make out who was singing when here and there for the
0: most part right yes and i, I
1: th- think that changes a lot okay that like you, your experience your understanding of the characters of the show you, you could track them so like whenever they start singing and like it's oh it's this guy it you breaks know? your expectations yeah. or something because because it's not necessarily that you thought that it was Going to be bad because the show is like is is bad or whatever. Um, it's because you were like none of these people are singers and there's no way that they can pull it off. Yeah. And so whenever you're like, oh, okay, well they got this person to sing, but there's no way that Stu's gonna sound good. Exactly. And then like he and then he has a whole sounds, okay. song for himself that right.
0: it's it's like it's like a ballad.
1: And like that, that's I, I I see why that's funny. Um, I just it was so in between for me that yeah. I was like, what, um. It was also difficult because I was trying really, really hard to, uh, um, yeah. I don't know because it wasn't necessarily like it wasn't very punchliney. You know what I mean? I, I like, I'm
0: with you there. The like... jokes
1: of the songs were were the song itself was was like the entirety of the song, not specific things they said in the song. Right. You know what and I mean? So
0: I mean, the best example, right, is uh, I believe it's called Discordant Harmony Number Two. Uh, where it's essentially Stu Gatz's song. Oh, excuse me, in B minor. Uh, it's oh, yeah. uh, Stu Gatz. That's what the, the the pound symbol means, right? Oh, in music uh, ter-
1: terms. No, oh, it's not B, minor. Uh, the pound symbol means sharp. So in B sharp. Oh it's B sharp. Thank yeah, you. minor has a lowercase m. Thank god.
0: Okay. Whoo! I'm happy that I that I figured that out. Uh, see I know nothing you about it. music. Oh, nice. yeah, yeah, well, I was like I doubted myself. I I I confident. totally forgot.
1: I'm glad but I'm like, glad you brought it up.
0: The idea of that song, right, where it's just two singing in pain, The Jets, right? Yeah, that's right. That's hilarious. Right. But there's yeah. no like punchline right. in it? Yeah. The punchline is just the, the act of it. It's just yeah. the entire thing right. in and of itself, right?
1: And there were quite a few like football jokes that I was like, okay, sure, that's kind of funny. Like you know, they they start singing the goat, right? And yeah. it's it's about Tom Brady mostly, and everything, yes. and, and and they're talking about him and everything. But I feel like there's a lot of Tom Brady punchlines they could have made that, but they like actually pretty earnestly talked about like like had a discussion about the, about Tom Brady and his standing as the greatest of all time. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess, but like I'm I'm waiting. I see. Because Every there, weren't, there I...
0: weren't a lot of punchlines, right? There was right. one at the very end of the song, the playoffs, right? Where, like, you, th- right. they're talking about the greatest of all time. Yes. And then all of a sudden they blurred out Evan McPherson, which That's is the funny. kicker for the Bengals. That That's hilarious. That is very hilarious. funny. Yeah.
1: And and there, I think the problem for me is that there were so many times where I uh, was about to laugh or where they set me up for a laugh. And you know that inhale before the, before the, before the release, before the laughter? Yes. Where I'm like, uh, uh uh okay and then there's never a relief um because there's never like a like for sure this is where you should laugh yeah um so that that was a little weird for me and then i think the biggest thing for me other than the uh, seriousness piece right is that it bothered me to no end that they called it a musical but the way that they handled the genres from song to song was like so oppositional to that sure and i'm like okay so okay
0: i have okay and
1: and it, and it drove me insane because i kept thinking to myself and we're gonna have to get back into this and and, and you can ask a question after this wh- who the hell's your audience here like who is this made for really other than like people that just love dan levitard which i understand why that person should listen to this which yeah. is why it's totally not an f tier for me um, Jesus Christ. It's not at all. It's well, not Well, I
0: mean, I'm happy that it's not the
1: bottom or like rung e of or the freaking ladder. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. Christ well, because Almighty. we've talked before about like the definition of an F tier is uh, who would watch this? No one should. Um yeah. and I definitely think there are people that would like this. One hundred percent. I I, yes. I can accept that. Yes. But you, you were you were about to you about to ask a question?
0: Well, I mean I okay, in terms of the genres, right, the switching of the genres, sure. I don't I don't have a problem with that. I think I think it definitely gives the whole thing more character. I Mm -hmm. think what definitely shoots itself in the foot, and I think we're definitely going to get into this much more later, is the fact that there isn't really a protagonist. Yeah. And so, and then the through line, there's a through line between songs, but there's not a through line in story. Right. Which is... Which is, I think, to n- not the benefit, right? It's more of an album yeah. than it is a musical.
1: I was about to say the exact same words. Amy. So, so you're yes, doing yes. It,
0: it's a little bit like doing itself a disservice when it's advertising itself as original musical event soundtrack
1: right that's that's a huge issue that there. like it's perfectly
0: fine that it's yeah. like it's not from a stage production and then they yeah. recorded the songs from the stage production. well they're also
1: I, I don't know how much you know about radio musicals radio musicals are like they are they are formal musicals and everything but they're mm-hmm. meant to be listened to there are a bunch of them and they're very they're very, very good it's a really cool little art form that we might dive yeah. into someday but they should have taken a lot of inspiration from radio musicals, which there are 30-minute radio musicals just like this. But the difference is that, like you said, it's a musical because there's a story. Yeah. That's the point. But here there absolutely was none.
0: Yeah, and so, like, it's, there are some, like, thoughts throughout it that are, that are visited and stuff. But what it felt like more was a sort of, like, collage of different ideas and different songs right and so then that's what i think made the like switching of the genres so clear right Right. so painstakingly obvious that the genres are switching because there isn't a through line in narrative right there's a through line with like the fact of you know they talk about the playoffs later on and then eventually they talk about how the super bowl will be in la right like there's some through line there but i think Mind you, like, it's it's impressive to consider, right? And I think it's both important to consider this and and, and important to acknowledge that you shouldn't have this be the total acknowledgement. Uh, it being <laughs> that, <laughs> that didn't make sense, but it won't after alieno, I say this. But go ahead. This whole thing was written and produced in two weeks. That's really freaking sure, impressive, sure. right? Those are 11 songs put together in this capacity. Yeah. Put together in two weeks, amazing. Yeah. However... It's still – I mean, but it's still going to suffer from, like, the lack of the through line of everything where I felt like there should have been A, more songs, B, a more cohesive story, and C, have, like, a distinct first and second act. Right. The first act being about perhaps, like, the regular season, right? Sure. And then have – you know the end of the first act be like the start of the playoffs,
2: yeah, right? Yeah.
0: And then have the entirety of the second act be the be about the playoffs, and then like two or three songs be
1: just about the Super Bowl. Right. So, know? so I, I another thing that really got to me is that even if you're not going to go with like the there's an actual protagonist and there's a there's a clear storyline. And, and I want to say also that
0: we're we're critiquing this from the viewpoint of it being a musical. Right.
1: Right. Right. Like we're. we're we're aware of what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I still had a good time for yeah. the most part. And,
0: like, if it just called itself an album or if it didn't have yeah. that tagline, yeah, then that I don't would be think a we would be, be saying any of this right absolutely,
1: now. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and and also it would be uh, it would be a lot funnier, I think. Um, but I, And also, one of the songs that had the most potential and that I loved the idea of it but I hated the execution of it oh, no. was um, – and you might actually have, have to help me out on this one. What was the song where they had – um, a direct definition of uh, like what the, what a musical is and why they are making new a
0: American pathos. Yes, the interlude, yes, correct You're with correct. a juju
1: gotti. That's exactly right. Uh yes. just
0: sort of narrating the beginning of musicals and the beginning of football.
1: That is so funny, and I really actually that was maybe the only song that I had an actually good time listening to it. But yet again, like I said, it was difficult for me because I was I was like, there's so much missed opportunity there. I feel like this is where, this is where you should have introduced like a, a character of some sort, someone that we're supposed to be following. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that like there was a lot of, I don't know. I guess that was the very first time that I realized like, oh, they're they don't care about like, like structure at all. Like they, they, sure. they're they're not yeah. here to make anything good. Um, and whoa, okay, hold on, wow, hold on. <laughs> well, no, I mean. I, I mean so, so something at least that we can follow along with. You know what I mean? Sure, um, sure.
0: But <laughs> just the way you said that, I know. I, I don't know. think they're here to, to make, make anything, anything good. good.
1: Sorry, <laughs> so
0: aggressive.
1: I, I I mean something that is thought out. You know what I mean? No. Um,
0: thought out, but thought out in terms of the cohesion of the entire yeah, narrative. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah like yeah.
1: yeah. So f- I mean, for instance, let's look at other comedy musicals that I think that they could have ripped off and gotten t- totally gotten away with it. One of the most famous comedy musicals of all time, Book of Mormon. You heard of it? Yes, I've heard of Book of making Mormon. Making sure. Making yeah. sure. Um, Never listened
0: to it because, I I mean, I don't listen to musicals. Right, you know, but right.
1: So Book of Mormon was written by uh, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Um, the
0: founders, the creators of South Park.
1: You're correct. Absolutely. And uh, the thing that is so funny about the Book of Mormon and that crushed everyone's expectations is exactly what should have happened here, which is... Oh my god, this is really good. And like every time that like they say a punchline, which makes you laugh, and then they actually do so, like they actually pull at your heartstrings a little bit. Yeah, and it's hilarious because it's like they keep making fun of you. They keep being like, uh, "Here's a character you care about. This character, don't you? You audience member, you love this character, you dummy. We, we got you, you dummy." Um, and that's and that's really clever. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of moments in which they could have made this really spectacular and they and and they chose actively not to. Even if they didn't have a character though, sorry. Even if they didn't have a character that we were following like a protagonist of some sort, I think they at least at minimum should have had motifs or like something that that held all the songs together. Not not in terms of like content, but I'm t- talking yeah. just the sound. Cuz all
0: the songs flowed one into the other. Sure, but you know? they
1: but and and I'm okay with the Different songs have very having... smooth transitions, yeah, as well, yeah, and I'm okay with different songs having different genres. I'm okay with that. It's just, can they have anything to do with each other at all? Like, the, it's it's so herky because it is
0: because it is just about football, right? And then towards sure. the end, it is about the Super Bowl. But I, I think I'm, I'm with you there that there doesn't seem to be some sort of purveying theme. Mm -hmm. about it Uh, i also want to say i i think i want to i want to walk back my take of i think there are plenty of punchlines within songs Uh um but they're hard to get because i think a good amount of those punchlines are inside jokes and and part of it too is just like when you listen to anything for the first time you're not going to get everything and so like one of my favorite parts in the song take me there is like towards these towards the end of the song when uh, Jessica is like, my team's not there, but I'm going to go. And then Chris Whittingham is also like, my team's also not there, but I'm going to go. And so like it's but how that coalesces.
1: Sure. One another. And, but that's just
0: one very specific example. What I'm trying to say is that I think there are plenty of jokes, punchlines within songs. But I think they focus more on trying to make it good than trying to make it funny.
1: I see, And so
0: trying – and they tried to make it good first and then added the funny where they could. Right. And I imagine that was not to the benefit of you and your experience.
1: I I completely agree. I I think that the most difficult part for me personally is that it was not – this was not composed and recorded. This was produced. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the the sound was a sound made by a producer, not by a – JT
0: Daly. Oh, is the producer? Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah,
1: um, not by a like a, uh, com- composer, or sound mixer. It's like specifically a person that like he. Uh, it was okay, and 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 this kind of gets into my my next part that the the genres were all over the place, right? And I wish that they that they were something specific, or at least they were a specific choice. You know what I mean? Like um, like they aided the listening experience in some way, but it it just felt like. What fits like? What does this person who sings the song like the most, or whatever? I don't. I, I have no idea. But um, in terms of genre, the thing that kept getting me is I was like, "Who is this being made for?"
0: That I'm. I'm like. I'm with you there. I was having that thought experience today and yesterday, where. I largely enjoy it because I listen to the podcast. Uh-huh. But the thing is people who listen to musicals aren't gonna care about it because of the lack of this like the cohesion of the story, sure. right? And
1: also the fact that like it, it doesn't really it doesn't really have a musical sound ever. Yeah. There's never a point where it sounds like a musical And
0: I I mean, of course for me, because I have my own prism, like I think that's fine. But right. nevertheless. I'm, I,
1: honestly, I'm okay with that as well. There are plenty of musicals that are great that don't sound like musicals. Right. But um,
0: then, But then there's also, like, okay, so then is this for, like, a football fan? But then why would they listen to yep. yeah. this is
1: the thing. I, mean, I think they would listen to it if it wasn't, like, mostly pop, sometimes, like, edging into hyper-pop. Like, this, like, very produced, like, Boots and Cats type song where I'm, like... You hate how produced this is. Yeah, but it, it's not even just the fact that it is. It's more, like this sound does not match this audience. I, I, want,
0: I want to pick at something. I want to Please. pick at something in particular about yeah. this. So so is it actually the production of it, like the actual production of it that you do not like, or is it that the production of it just doesn't work with everything else that it's trying to do? Yeah. Okay, it's that. Because, no, because the production by no. itself is well done, right? Is that yes. fair to say? Oh, it's a yes. Yeah, or no all thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. It's
1: it's I think all of it that's really frustrating to me. It's that the the actual production of it was very rushed, which I again, like I said, would be okay if their priority was the comedy. Um or like making it as punchliney as possible. But because that they, they went for the production route. Um I'm then left to question to myself, okay, who likes this sound? Like who is going to be listening to this sound because they actually think the song is good? Cuz if you're trying to make a good song, who's trying to who are you going to be giving this good song to? And the best thing I come up with is like I don't like to say I don't know. It's like what genre or uh, uh not genre, but like what era do you think of people would would listen to this what what does this remind you of the most like in terms of actual artists in the real world
0: oh i mean i would say like people close to our era like people closer to our age uh-huh. would at least enjoy this more right sure. it's definitely 2010s 2020s like I'm, era it's definitely style early 2010s right i me. mean like still then you have something like back in my day which is supposed to be more like vaudevillian right but that's like the point of it but for the most right. part like it is like it's kind of n- like electro rock-ish right. here like, and there, like pop. Maybe
1: yeah. maybe a little bit of – this might sound ridiculous, but maybe a little bit of like LMFAO sometimes. Um Ish. Ish, yeah. I sometimes. see what
0: you're saying. I don't necessarily agree, but right. I understand what you're trying to get at. But
1: But you see that like the people that would listen to that I don't think would necessarily get the jokes here, but the people that would get the jokes here would not listen to this. Mm-hmm. I feel like they should have gone for maybe, like you said, maybe more of like a like rock opera or like rock musical type of sound. Do you know what I mean?
0: I, I think what what I'm trying to uh, – what I'm understanding right yeah. now, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that there there's such little cohesion. And I keep bringing up this word because I think this word is really, really relevant to the point of like – I agree. This is supposed to be a musical, yeah? Yeah. And so like if, it feels like if it – had a cohesion and narrative, then you could excuse like the lack of cohesion with the genres. If there's a cohesion right. of genres, then you could better a- excuse the lack of cohesion in right. the narrative. So it just feels like a bunch of disjointed songs that even though have transitions, they aren't tied together in any way except for the fact of it's this group of people that is that they're thinking about football.
1: Yeah, right, right. You know, have-
0: and then you may have like Stu Gots in a in a later song like you know have a short line about the Jets again but I mean Greg Cody you know sings back in my day and he never reappears you know right like like once again like Dan who does nothing stops football will do a line at the very end reprise right the big game slash reprise right but there's nothing that really brings it all thematically
1: together sure and I, I think that you've heard songs from rent before sure yeah I think if this sounded like Rent, I would not be talking about any of this. right yeah. now. And I don't, like, story aside, because I honestly, just whenever I started listening to it, I kind of figured there wouldn't be any sort of story or anything like yeah. that. No, so I, I mean, I showed to, this
0: to my girlfriend and she was like, who's the protagonist? And I was like...
1: Uh. <laughs> you listen to the wrong thing, and you just pause it. You said, "Okay, we're gonna restart this. Change your expectations." Yes. Um. Yeah. No. And, and I totally understand. Remember
0: it. when I told you this was a musical? I guess I'm wrong. Yeah.
1: Don't don't think about it like, like like that. Um. Whenever we come back, I want to make sure that we dive into the positives. Obviously. Yes. Duh. Um. Also, I want to uh, – because you're talking about, like, maybe making a little bit of a game out of it. Like, what would we have done or how would we change this? How would we try – and if, if we were in this in the writer's room whenever they were doing this, what would we do differently? Or how would we stage this?
0: How would we stage
1: this? And that is a great question that I want to get into after a word from our sponsor. All right. Welcome back, folks. Uh, so I just wanted to start this bad boy off by saying – I apologize to you, Danny, because I may have uh, gone into this whole process with the assumption that you also did not like this piece.
0: You made an ass out of you and me.
1: That's true. That's exactly. That's exactly right. And I, yeah, I, I just, you know, I should not have thought that. And, um, yeah, I, I apologize. And I want to apologize by in this segment getting into. The lighter side of things, the the more positive side of things, the things that we liked, the, our favorite jokes, the memories we made along the way, Danny. So from your perspective, what were some of your favorite songs, specifically favorite jokes or moments that really landed?
0: First of all, gold medal, Take Me There. I thought legitimately, I thought it's, okay, one yeah. of my, it's my favorite. It's my favorite because I yeah. really enjoy listening to and it. I understand that. Yeah, and I can imagine. It's one of those things that like – for most of these songs, I I do envision in my head, I'm like, what if people who could sing better, and I don't mean this as sure. an offense to you know the people performing this, what if people who could sing better were doing these songs? And I thought Take Me There was the best example of that, of like, I think it's a really well-written and like surprisingly kind of beautiful song yeah. and really, really fun, especially when you have the chorus, all the harmonies together. It's legitimately gorgeous stuff. And i remember the first time listening to it, That's it true. sent chills down my spine. Yeah. And I was really, really impressed by that. Um I, I think there are definitely like fun moments in a lot of the songs. I, I really enjoy the idea, for example, of like back in my day of just I like to envision a vision an old guy with a with a cane and a boulder hat just sort of like dancing around and stuff. Right. You know. Um But I mean, but like I guess I was really impressed. By the transitions of it all, and I think that is, you know, if you were to do a production of this, that is what's going to kill you in the end, I think. But uh, I think the production of the transitions were really, really well done. You think the
1: transitions are going to kill you?
0: Uh, be- Between the songs. I see. Here's the okay. Well, do you want do you want to get into this now, or do you want to talk about what you, what you liked about this first? I think we should talk about what you liked about yeah, this yeah, first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before we before um, we dive. Yeah. Listen, but 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 the point is, I think like a lot of the group songs and the harmonies were actually pretty freaking good.
1: Uh okay. You yeah. Oh okay. no, no, I I I would agree. I was I trying agree. to read your face. At, oh, at sorry. Moment. Yeah, I was I was I was really just trying to think through the the songs for a second. But yeah, uh-huh. no, I, I I would say so. I, I would say that. Uh, yeah, definitely the, the course they picked as well as the um the way the way they executed that and everything was was fun for sure.
0: Yeah. I listen, it may be overproduced, I find that to be kind of the funny part, uh as well as I think it's also kind pretty good, you know? And so I think that's even the funnier part. I think it's funny to me that it is mm-hmm. even remotely in the sense of good. I know you disagree. Sure. But that's what I actually find kind of enjoyable about yeah. it. And once again, I had no expectations. Uh-huh. And, so, and because I don't care about musicals, I wasn't occupied with the thought of who's the protagonist. Right. That didn't even cross my mind. And so I was definitely, when I was listening to it the first time, I wasn't thinking of it as a musical. I was thinking of it sure. as an album and I think that's sure. probably a big difference, you know. Um what did you if any let's admit oh, okay. it. Okay. Okay. But what, what what did you enjoy most about it? Did yeah. you have a favorite song? Do you oh, have a gold medal?
1: My 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 absolute gold medal by A Landslide um has to be uh New American Pathos. Yeah. I I thought that was a spoken word. It was sort of. really really funny for me. Um I think partially because it uh it it was the main song that was self aware. Like, mm-hmm. it really took itself for what it was. And, um, I, I, I think it was because the humor that I was expecting and was hoping was going to be in the musical, I think was best exemplified through that song. Yeah. And, and, I mean, that. like him
0: saying Andrew Lloyd Webber changed my life it was hilarious. <laughs> was
1: hilarious. Yeah. Or like, um, T- talking another character into while talking the audience into this idea of like just the fact that they're doing this musical thing at all, I thought was really clever and was super funny. But, yeah, that, that, that made a lot of sense to me. I'd probably keep that 100%. Um, I think you have to, in order to, you know, in order to, uh, buy your audience in, uh, especially the, the type of people that are going to be listening to this. Yeah.
0: What I want to credit as well for a lot of the lyricism of this entire piece is such great, fantastic imagery. True. The imagery, I think, is brilliant. And what was nice is that, like, for the most part, I was able to, like, see this, right? Like, not just in the listening to it, but I was able to see this unfurl, right? When, when you listen to a lot of songs, like, you don't have this narrative, not necessarily narrative imagery, but I don't know. There, There's something about listening to this entire soundtrack. And, like, it's very clear the images that do pop up. And maybe because, like, a lot of the images are, like, real people or, like, actual events or something. Or, like, I mean, you have at the very beginning of the final song where you have... Ron McGill, who is a zoologist, right? And he's detailing, like, a battle between a ram yeah. and a bangle, you that's know? That's true. And, like, what are the benefits of each of those animals, you right. know? Right. And so, like, that is so painstakingly clear. And I don't know. I, I think that's that's something to be said at the very least which <laughs> something to be said is basically me saying nothing I'm saying nothing I'm am n- saying nothing when I'm saying that's something to be said but I think it was good yeah it was good
1: yeah yeah there we go um the uh uh the show I think Sorry, okay. Sorry. Let, let, well done. Well know. I know. done. I know. I, know. Fuck
0: me. I mean, listen, I was backtrack, sort of backtrack, like – I mean, I was drowning out there in my I own know, little words. But there was something There's... about like you drowning out in silence, and I'm like, come on.
1: That, yeah, come that's, on. that's even worse. Thing. Like, I, I drown be saying... out by
0: talking a bunch. You drown out by just not saying anything at all.
1: Right. You're right. So, Yin and yang. The... <laughs> okay. So um, I, I think that the you. big – No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. The I deserved it. Now, Danny, um, what you're talking about with this – um, the, the separation of experiences, I think, um, comes from the fact that, uh, whenever you are, whenever you're listening to it, you're saying that you have images in your mind, right? Yeah. Um, now those images, are they just like random scattered all over the place or are you seeing this like on a stage or on a screen? I'm
0: seeing this on a stage.
1: You are really? Wow. Okay. For parts of it. For parts of it. Okay. Right. And so,
0: I mean, something as simple as the line of like. Chris Collins worth sliding into your screen. I'm imagine imagining some, somebody in a chair and like literally just like sliding across the stage. Sure. Something okay. as like simple as that. Right. Or like something as simple as like back in my day at the end of the song, like Greg Cody is being pulled by a giant cane, like slowly off the stage or discordant harmony. Number two, where you have just a solo spot on Stu Right. Um, uh, th- those are the sort of like images that pop into my head, right? Or or parts of the song. Like, there's one part of the song "L.A." where I think they're they're all saying like they're gonna take shots or something. Yes. And so I can imagine like all of a sudden a table is put up and and everybody takes shots and then uh, Amin, who's who's the one that says. I'm incredibly fucked up right now. It's just like like the, right. all these like aside like all these characters right. interacting at once, right? It's it's this like moving sort of sphere, a, a cacophony if you will of, of human bodies. Uh but and then there's also at the beginning of the final song, like I said with the ram and the bangle facing off against each other. I'm imagining that entire thing In like crazy slow mo, and then maybe you have the projections like the plays from the actual Super Bowl that's being commentated Mm -hmm. in the background, right? And then you have at the very end, at very end, where Ron McGill was like, That you know, that Ram won't survive unless that Ram is Cooper Cup. And then like the Ram pulls off its costume and then is wearing a Cooper Cup uniform. Of course, of course. Right? Like stuff stuff like that that kept popping into my head. I will also say if I were to stage this, you gotta stage this like a football field. Right? right, you have to have the audience on two sides, and I mean, I n- understand, you know, the the crowd is, you know, all around the football field. F*** you! How about that? Uh, the audience, you know, there's there's a home side and a away side, and the audience will be on two sides. Right. And it will be, you know, it will be designed. It'll be on grass. You know, it'll be painted. There'll be projections on it, though. You know, of course, you know, you're gonna need that, and so like the floor will look different here and there, but it's gonna be on grass. It's going to be a goddamn football field. Oh, that's beautiful.
1: I mean, wh- why wouldn't you? Of course. I would make all the walls grass. I, I, would, I would put them in a big grass ball. Um, Crawl. And I grow, Danny, with your, with your combining words. Now, uh, I think before, because this is a natural stepping off point into what would we have done? How would we act? Well, how would this actually look? How we stage this, right? Um, but I think before we get to that, I think it would be best if we maybe got a little bit of a word from our uh, resident show musicologist, our good friend Travis Carroll.
2: The Big Game by The Dan LeBittard Show is quite possibly the worst piece of art I have ever interacted with in my life. Um, No part of this listening experience was remotely pleasant, and everything about it was cynical and amateurish and poorly executed. The musical arrangements were bland at best, stupid. A lot of the times, like, just dumb jokes, uh, like Discord and B-sharp or whatever it is. <clears throat> discord and harmony, something like that. It didn't make any sense. Um, ridiculous, stupid, horrible. I hated it. Um, I thought the political sort of... Humor at the beginning was weird and out of place, and it really set me up for something very different than what happened. Which was, you know, you couldn't you couldn't grasp any kind of plot from the uh, from the songs. If there was a plot to this show, um, yeah, deeply cynical, deeply deeply cynical. Um, hatred just made fun of sports fans, made fun of sports non-fans. Didn't I'm not sure these creators like anything. Least of all, music. There was the the arrangements were so bland, like I said. But the um, just the production quality was so bad, right? This the, these MIDI tracks with the uh, the MIDI choir, like ooh ooh ooh, you know, just very disjointed and horrible sounding. Um, the auto tune was so bad, so bad, and that's the kind of auto tune that people hate generally. Right? When people say they hate autotune, they're not talking about T-Pain. Well, some of them are, but they shouldn't be. Um, they're talking about people who not only are not singers, but are clearly not musicians, and are very questionably even, like, artistic. Do some kind of ridiculous nonsense like this. I don't even know what this is for. No, produ- no professional production of this could ever... Right? Um... I'm struggling to find words because my mom told me that if I don't have anything nice to say, I shouldn't say anything at all. The utter contempt that this show has for the listener, however, the the, the gay joke at the end. Oh, the big game. huh? Who would listen to that? And then that's how it ends? Horrible. I hate it. I hated everything about this experience. Okay. Wait, no, no. I should probably say something. Okay,
0: listen, listen, listen. Folks, we don't know what Travis just said, right? We are recording this and we you know what? We we agree with whatever Travis said. I don't maybe Travis shit talked this and I will agree with him. Maybe Travis loved this to death and Mac will agree with him. We will agree with Travis, but nevertheless, we could say with confidence he spouted some goddamn wisdom
1: obviously, into your minds. Obviously, obviously,
0: Mac did not know how to transition out of that. I did well is, because I'm if sitting here. you want here to peek behind like, the curtain? Yeah, it's no. true. Yeah, I'm well, like, okay,
1: well, we don't know what Travis said, right? But I kind of wanted to like make well, we it magical. Can't act.
0: Well, we, I mean, sure, we let's fake, let's just fake a. Okay, fine. You wanna, I mean, you, wanna, you wanna you're fake right. It? We
1: kind of we kind of pride ourselves on like the like this is this is what's going on.
0: You know what? Let's be like, well said, Travis. All right, back All right. to the thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? We were talking about what do you do? How do you make this a story? So yeah. We, so. so I mean, first thing we said a couple times already. You need a character. Yeah. You need a character that we're following. Yeah. Whose problem are we? Are we? Are we trying to solve?
0: And this is the thing. You gotta write a book around this. You have to write a book around these songs.
1: These songs cannot stand alone. If you
0: just because if these songs just stand alone, it's a concert. It's not a musical. Right. So you need a book of some kind. You need some some sort of protagonist. Mm -hmm. I think the leading individual may be uh, Jessica, who like starts the song "Take Me There," where like she doesn't want to go to LA. I think that's the leading candidate.
1: Sure. But I think it's only the leading candidate because she is. She's the only character that it feels like she goes on a journey. Exactly. Um, which I, I like the fact that she goes on a journey, but it also feels a little weird to me because Dan is still bringing such main character energy to the whole thing. Yeah. Dan Leibniz, and show, and he, leads he also it, leads the whole – right.
0: Yeah, and he leads it at the very beginning of like the NFL is really bleeped up right. But football. <laughs> exactly, you're right. And Which I is think- funny and sad. And but it's a great way to start the musical, but I'm also frustrated that they didn't call back to the theme again and again.
1: Okay, what about this? Okay, here here's a concept. G- give it to me. Good um, to with it. Now, uh what do you think about uh what if Dan Levitard was a narrator type figure and this okay. was a tableau type musical? Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah. So like kinda of, kind of an Angels in America where we like is there a protagonist if you want to get technical, sure, but we're like seeing Different people's experiences of the Super Bowl, right? And then they all come together at the end, kind of like it's suge- suggesting. Oh, you know what I mean? But yeah. that's just like the, the most of the book. The meat of the book is Dan Lavatard taking us to and from uh, situations and yeah. songs, and like trying to keep them together in some sort of uh, in, in, in some sort of theme. Yeah, makes sense. Yes. So okay. you can
0: have maybe the very first song, Introducción, uh, which it. was done by John Skipper. Uh, former CEO of ESPN and now CEO of uh, Metal Ark Media.
2: Uh, <laughs> I didn't uh, know that. But
0: have like maybe like even something as, as odd as like the stage manager do that. Sure. right In order to set the scene and then have the character of Dan Levitard come on, do his first song. Then transitions into like a, just a scene where like he displays like this ca- this cast of characters. He shows the motley crew that we're going to be acclimated with, right. and so like he is our bridge to protagonist, right? Like you said, he's not necessarily right. a protagonist, but that's probably as close as we're gonna get because we can't we can't just write in a protagonist because that protagonist is not really going to be involved with any yeah. of these songs. But if we have it sort of presented like. Dan is sort of orchestrating this and it being like Fantasia and just like symphony, putting it all together, all these images, but like it's through the lens of him, I think is probably the way to do it. Yeah. So then you realize towards the end of, I wish I would probably still inject more like dialogue or maybe even another song about like, the the sort of muddy disgustingness of the NFL and its all of its all of its con- uh controversies, right? All right. of that just muddying everything and have have that more pervasive per se. And so have that in scenes or another song, but uh then you could see that in juxtaposition to everybody's experience with football that even with all that they still consume Football like cocaine, right, right up their right. nose.
1: I, I'm I'm wondering. There's actually a musical that. I think is kind of following a similar structure that we are uh, brainstorming right now, and it is a musical called Assassins. Stephen Sondheim. It is a Stephen Sondheim musical, you're correct. You're familiar-ish. Uh, ish. That's awesome. Um, I, I'm probably on the same level then. I really only know like two songs from that musical.
0: I don't even know. I think I know one. But the point is but
1: – But the general concept of the show is it uh, there. there's a narrator, and they are taking you through um, a, a look at uh, – basically tableaus like we're talking about of different assassins throughout history and, and them assassinating their famous person. Um, and I think that we could definitely maybe look to that and rip some of that off a little Mm -hmm. bit, um, to, to see, you know, uh, maybe, maybe it's like the narrator is, uh, trying to, uh, maybe it's like not a football fan. Maybe it's someone that's like, um, I'm trying to understand like why this is such a big fucking deal. Yeah. And like each tableau is, like trying to show like this is why we love football and it's funny because every single tableau is them talking about how much they love football and then by the end realizing that like it's not really a love relationship it's like a love hate relationship and yeah. there's actually a lot of shitty parts
0: Because because Dan at the beginning is essentially I hit the mic. Did I hit the mic? I kind of great screw it.
1: Just give me a point. No, no. We'll, we'll see, we'll see if, it, if it reads in the audio. Okay,
0: okay. But point it, this is this is uh being contested this point by the way. Uh so <laughs> I think that that's a good way to do it, right? With the introduction of Dan being like, "You have no reason to like this." <gasps> the Witching Hour and <laughs> like all these games, yeah. and then and then it immediately leading into All In of like, "Wow, football is really exciting." Right. Wait a second, Stu Gots is in pain because he's a fan of this football team. Oh, football used to be better back then. <gasps> Wait a second, but the but the birth of football and and the idea of you know combat, right? The human nature of fighting against one another. That's what draws us in and then the high stakes of the playoffs, right? And then the excitement of one individual, the GOAT, turning everything around, right? right. And then the idea of like there's this Super Bowl, there's this one big game that's coming up and everything exciting and thrilling and, and elaborate that goes into it. And the fact that this big game takes place in Los Angeles, right? And then it's everything at once. Point being that's a great way to do it. I I'm thinking As a non football fan, being right. sort of like brought through this with Dan. I think Dan is, like, still the narrator, but guiding this football fan who doesn't even probably sing maybe until the final song.
1: Who is the funniest person we could pair Dan Levitard with that, like, would absolutely crush him in in terms of like is this total antithesis of his sense of humor and he could not deal with like what would be the funniest person we could possibly pair him with or like type of person it's
0: got to be somebody who's like really really dry yeah in their humor I'm, what
1: if it's like an elderly woman that's good like a really yeah. really old woman. sister jean R- what sister
0: jean she is like a fan of a college basketball team oh, oh, oh. Yes, yes, yes. I, just, I just thought um, of an old lady involved in sports. But, yeah, yeah, but, but yes. yes, I think there's like, something funny about a saint, like a 60-year-old yeah. woman who only knows sports because like her son was involved and, and played some growing up, but she doesn't understand it. And so like her son and her husband loves the NFL and loves football. So why should she care? And Sister I think Jean, that's a great way to do it.
1: Uh, uh, roots for and is practically the mascot for uh, Loyola. Cool. Good for her just wanted to throw out there prayers Um, up (laughs) salute to her prayers up i love that you're right um and i think that that would be kind of funny because like every single joke that dan Labotard could possibly make i think would be very interestingly and hilariously um batted down by an elderly woman yeah
0: and so part of it too this this goes back a little bit to uh who is this for is that there are a lot of specific references right like the Evan McPherson joke doesn't really land unless you know who Evan McPherson is. Right. Even right. if the beginning of the song "Goat," you have Chris Cody being like Evan McPherson, he's a kicker. Like that doesn't you. That's like oh, that's funny, but like hearing the name Evan McPherson, that's, that's the, the joke. joke right there. You're right. And so a lot of this has to. You have to basically any sort of image you have to put up there. Right. Mm. The smallest line of. Kyle Brandt's hammies right like you have to show a projection or something of Kyle Brandt and like a, a giant right. like a zoom in of his hamstrings
1: you're exactly right correct.
0: like it's like stuff like that like boom boom bang right that if you're directing this you have to guide the audience through every little thing so that even if they don't understand it like right like who who is Dominique right it's Dominique Foxworth but At least if you get an image, then, like, oh, okay, so he looks like a sort of, like, commentator sort of guy who uh, is, like, an analyst of sorts. Okay. So, like, he provides info on the Super Bowl. Got it. Got it. Got it. Right? Mm -hmm. Where, like, if you're just listening to this, you – who the fuck is Dominique?
1: Right. You know, so it it,
0: would be that. So, but using the apparatus of a character that doesn't know anything about football is a great – excuse right. to do that because then really you think of it yeah. exactly and you think of it as dan is the one that's showing all of these things to right. Her. right and then maybe dan you know in in scenes in between is explaining okay so like this is what happened in the playoffs right uh and like it ended up being the rams and the Bengals, and this is a demonstration blah blah, blah. or like you know on the buccaneers there's this quarterback who's over 40 years old and he still kicks everybody's ass. yes
1: yeah, yeah
0: it's stuff like ha, that
1: ha, have you ever heard and i swear to god this is not a joke i'm, I'm actually trying to make a legitimate point here have you ever heard um, will smith talk about what made uh, fresh prince a, a really really well written show no. okay he was like the thing that st- that makes fresh prince stand out from every other show of its time especially is that um was able to bring audiences together, specifically black and white audiences. Yeah. Um, and how it did that is that whenever they were in the writer's room, they had writers from a lot of different backgrounds and they made sure that every single punchline that, the, uh, that they got the black audience to laugh, the white audience was also laughing, but for a different reason. Mm. And even though they were laughing for different reasons, they were laughing at the same time, and everyone loved the show.
0: And so then it brought together like a sense of community. Exactly.
1: And e- even though, like, over time, you know, like people start to meld their, like, they start to find other things funny because the show shows a lot of different perspectives in really interesting and clever ways. But overall, they're consistently making sure that both audiences are being fed. I think that that. Might need to happen a little more here. Maybe they need to have a couple more. You know what I mean? I'm where like there. that's the key. That's every the key single time that you give us a, a joke that a football fan would laugh at, the non football fan audience should be laughing at the same time, but maybe for a different reason. Right. Um. So like for instance, uh, an, an excellent example would be um John Mulaney whenever he is talking about uh Law and Order SVU. Super famous jokes that that he makes about Law and Order, and the the constant joke is that if you have seen Law and Order SVU, you're laughing your ass off because you know what he's saying is so true and is yeah. really funny observational comedy. But because it's so such well crafted observational comedy, if you've never seen the show at all, it's still hilarious because even imagining the absurd things that he, like pictures he's painting is is really clever. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: I'm with you there exactly. There, I mean. Probably the best example of that. I keep bringing this song up, but I think the song is such a great example for so many things. Discord and Harmony, number mm-hmm. two, where like this man is singing the Jets and that's all he's saying. And that shit's hilarious. Only if you know what the Jets have been for the past 20 years.
1: Right. Right.
0: You know, so like what you have to do for that is that you have to put up images of like Jets Finals record, of like Mark Sanchez doing the butt fumble, of like all these awful plays right. and like he's singing at that, like he's witnessing all of that. That's that's funny, that would be the right? joke for um the individuals who don't understand, like, what it yeah. is. And then the joke for, like, the football fan in the room, which will probably be only, like, two people, because why would football fans be watching this musical? Sure, but- I can't imagine baseball fans went and saw damn Yankees. but uh,
1: You're right. That's a very good point. But, like,
0: for the football fans, like, it's just funny that, like, yes, exactly, of course he's wailing about the Jets. You know, that is, that is a wonderful, wonderful way to sort of illustrate that. Let's right. also mention the fact that, like, because of the production, and because this was more focused really to be an album than it is a musical, the transitions between the songs, it feels like for some of them, there's no room for, like, any sort of scene to fit in between. Uh-huh. They, like, flow beautifully together, sure, but you can't inject a scene into – best example, back in my day into New American Pathos, right? Where back in my day is being done and then all of a sudden New American Pathos starts and it's actually back in my day is being played on the radio. Uh huh. You know. Uh huh. That's so. Like, how?
1: Uh... First of all,
0: I mean, I don't even know how I would do that transition. But like, just stylistically, if you were to, if you were to hold yourself to that, how, like, how would you? What kind of story can you fit in between there? Right. You can't. Right.
1: Right. 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 And so th-
0: then that's another thing that's like holding you back from like telling the overall story of this entire piece. Uh, it's that that the, that's a thing that is consistent throughout this. Like I said, I love the transitions. If you try to do a production of this, good freaking luck trying to, you know, cut away at those transitions i am planned. wondering
1: though i i think that because you were talking about being able to see it as a staged piece in my mind whenever i've watched like whenever i was listening to it i was actually imagining it more as like a, a film setting um like i could see really very clear and funny images um in the uh, in, in like film aspect, the two, oh, minute two minute warning, warning folks here. two minute warning danny uh give it to us what was what were your final thoughts on listen this piece.
0: I really enjoyed it. I did really enjoy it. I had no expectations and I think that's part of the reason why I enjoyed it. I think because it was overproduced, I actually thought that was the funny part. There are some songs in there I legitimately enjoy. I still occasionally go back and listen to the damn thing. And I think the probably the biggest compliment and I should have said this on the front end. Mac, if we were still in college, I would have lobbied to do this show oh, in some you're capacity, so right. like some shitty iteration of this
1: show, that would have been so loved fun. Love
0: to put this on stage. I would have had a blast. Would it you directed been it? Fantastic. I would have co-directed. Good, it. Good, good. I wouldn't have directed it. Oh man. Um, but I I That's would have so a say in the funny. room. It's definitely something that I was listening to it and I had the thought. I wish I was still in college because that would have been the great opportunity mm-hmm. to do this for real, and mm-hmm. it would have been so much fun.
1: Mac. And uh I think Dan Lovett would have loved it as well. Like I I kept thinking to myself like you know I if this was actually be staged or filmed or anything like that, I think that Dan Levitard and the show would find that hilarious and would so promote that. You know what I mean? Um, like I don't think they'd be salty about like rights or anything like that. So uh I I think that it was an enjoyable time. I understand why someone would like it. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Um, and I understand that there's one hundred percent an audience for it. Um, there's just a lot of things that kinda confused me and that not necessarily jokes, like the I understood the jokes, but just like the way that they went about making this whole thing and and, and putting it together, it it was uh, I I I was I was uncomfortable and didn't quite understand sometimes, um, and so that that was difficult for me. But I can totally understand why Danny or or really any football fan would especially like this and would think this is fun and interesting. Now, Danny, um, in terms of uh, our piece for next week, what we are doing? Uh, we are going to be watching a little movie um, that is in uh, one of my favorite movies of all time um and it is it, i i would put it on the same uh tier as parasite yeah in terms of its its greatness and its impact and uh we next week are going to be watching get out
2: get out get
1: out